is Todd Cooper. Todd's obsession is with the movie The Big Lebowski, but before we dive into that, I wanted to wish you, my wonderful listeners, a happy holiday times. I know the holidays can be stressful, so I wrote a few short holiday poems to help you cope. Enjoy. The first poem is called Home. 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 I wish I could be home for the holidays. Specifically, locked alone in the bathroom, drinking straight vodka, staring into the abyss of my own eyes in the mirror, pulling out my phone and taking pictures of my feelings before I eat them. Thank you. The next poem is called Jesus. 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 I wish my racist uncle would shut up. Why is it always uncles? I mean, Jesus. Thank you. I admit those are both a little dark, so here's a brighter one. This poem is called Warmth. My stockings are well hung by the chimney with care. There they dangle just above the leaping flames. Oh God, they're on fire. The stockings are on fire. Flames, flames everywhere, leaping up and down, up and down like an animated gif made by Satan. The tag said the stockings were inflammable. Oh, according to Webster's Dictionary, that means they are easily set on fire. What bullshit, what bullshit. Anyway, I should try to look on the bright side. That will be easy, because everything is on fire. Ah! Ah! Put it out! Put it out! All is madness! Finally, through the calm actions of others who are not me, the flames are extinguished. Awesome! Now we can just go to the Force Awakens again, like I wanted to in the first place. Let this be a lesson to you. Awesome. Now we can just go to The Force Awakens again, like I wanted to in the first place. Let this be a lesson to you. So those are some nice, relaxing holiday poems for you. And here are some nice, relaxing plugs. I've got a new comedy EP out. It's called A Very Holiday Thing. It is a collection of my favorite holiday time comedy bits, including Batman's feelings about Jingle Bells, a breakup letter with the very concept of snow, and the myth of adult Santa Claus. You can find out more on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Finally, my pal and frequent obsessed guest Hal Lublin and I are doing a New Year's Eve show here in L.A. right on New Year's Eve, so it is very, very convenient and logical. The show is called 2016 
colon, a new hope. You will laugh. You will cry. You will only cry as a result of laughing. Tickets are available now. Full info on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And now, sit back, relax, don't light anything on fire, mix yourself up a minimum of 17 white Russians in thrill to Todd Cooper's obsession with the Big Lebowski. Hello and welcome to Obsess with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome person, Todd Cooper. I did all right. You did. You nailed it already. Just <laughs> I by got existing. listed as awesome person. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. Uh, thanks for having me. Could you tell the people listening a little bit about like who you are, what you do? Yeah. So I, I have been on a few podcasts, and I like I don't have many credits. <laughs> like uh, if you're listening to this, you're one of the few. I assume this would be a low-rated podcast. Uh, I'm a uh, like. I've been around LA doing dumb things. Uh, I'm doing improv. Uh, I worked on. I think the thing like people might know me from is I worked uh, on Thrilling Adventure Hours, the curtain puller. Yeah, and that is my claim to fame. Uh, you never see me on stage. I think it's a solid claim to fame. <laughs> it's very. I mean, my curtain work is undeniable. <laughs> like, so what? What is the secret to good? Oh, gosh, I wish I could tell you. There are strict union rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah, like, I mean, literally it started with like, hey, Todd, we need a guy. Are you around this Saturday? And I was like, sure. And I like came in, pulled the curtain, and then it was like, you want to come back next time? So did you put somebody else out of a job? I don't, I don't think so. I kind of, look. I'm not a savage, but I hope so. <laughs> right. You want to be better than people, that's I think, right? right? I mean, that's just human. I want to have taken over and dominated that role. <laughs> but I think it was more of like no one wanted to do it. Didn't you have lines on uh, the the episode that we recorded, but I don't yes. think they released, on the Jonathan Colton cruise? Yeah, so we did on the Joko cruise where we met, uh, we did... Um, a boat show for Thrilling Adventure. Right. It was like a specific thing. And then, and I was in that. Like, I was actually a character in that. And then, as my character was Todd Cooper. Yeah. Because they know I'm a dum dum. <laughs> like, don't make him have another name. He won't he answer won't. to it. Like Homer Simpson. Tad, 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 Tad. He's not responding. <laughs> and then, uh, they just redid it in LA, and I got, oh, awesome. to, I got to be in it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. It was really fun. I feel bad for, like, all the real actors in it. <laughs> but, uh, well, I had no idea you weren't a real actor. Thank you very yeah, much. So you nailed it. I'm very good Absolutely in the room. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> uh, so your obsession is uh, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. The film The Big Lebowski. Can you just start by describing the movie to people who have never seen it before? Yeah. So it's a Coen Brothers movie and uh, featuring Jeff Bridges. Um, and this movie, it's like... It's like any Coen Brothers movie. It's a... The story is insanity. It's like all over the place. It's like a messed up uh, scenario where no one really knows what's going on, including you for a lot of it. Yeah. And then it wraps up at the end in a way that doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> Coen Brothers. Uh, yeah. Are you watching Fargo? Uh, I watched the first season of Fargo. I oh, need to watch the second season. It's so good. I mean, but it's the same exact, like, right. that math. I mean, because it's not Coen Brothers. It's not written by the Coen no. Brothers, right? It's people who are like, that's awesome. I want to do that, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so funny because that is the thing they pull out of it is like, yeah. I'm just making messed up murder and then like make it so no one knows what's going on like <laughs> like and that's what big lebowski is and it's also like just charactery like it's just yeah. like each of these dudes is a weirdo and we watch them interact right it's a triumph of character over plot that's i think that's true yeah yeah and i, I should say to you 
I am a person, like an obsession-wise, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here. No, go for it. Uh, I'm a person, obsession-wise, who, like, I find a thing, and I obsess it and kill it, and then move on. Okay. Like, that is how I roll. Like, I'm always, and it is the dumbest shit. Like, uh, <laughs> coffee. Like, I will get, like, I'm a coffee nerd where, like, right. I want to time out and measure everything, and, like, I'm going to make a good cup of coffee, and I care all the way about it. <laughs> and, like, in two years, I'll be like, I'm good. But I don't need that. And then you won't care about coffee anymore. No. So do you feel like you, like with something like The Big Lebowski, did you just like watch it a bunch and just drained it dry of its value? <laughs> I love it still. Like I will always watch it. If I see it, I will. But I have not watched it in a while. Like I'm not like actively uh, into it in terms. But like there was a while where I was watching it like I was listening to music. Like a Oh, record. really? Yeah. And. I used to tour. I was a roadie. Okay. Uh, for a oh, that's some people might know me as a guitar <laughs> tech. Uh, uh, and on the bus, like it was just always on. Like okay. it was just always on repeat. And so it was like you would just come into different parts of it and know and just watch it from just there. Be, that's that's fine. That's yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah, you don't you don't need to know the plot. <laughs> yeah. And so that movie was yeah that movie was just always in my world, always on all the time. So is that by your choice when you were on the bus? Because I know roadies make a lot of decisions when they're with a big rock band. <laughs> yeah, we are given a lot of choice. <laughs> we are in charge of the DVD player of the bus. Um, I think I think I put it on a lot. It was a weird thing where it was just on a ton. Yeah, I think it was just on a ton on the bus. I don't remember who did it. I think we all just kind of like, if it stopped, somebody else would just hit play. It was just, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a hugely successful cult movie. Yeah. So this must have been in what, like the 2000s? Yep, this was yeah. like 2005. Right, right. And that was like the... A few years later. And it high spot, yeah. That's exactly right. It peaked. It was like Lebowski Fest happened and yeah. all these crazy, yeah. Now, did you ever go to Lebowski Fest? I went once. And I have never been to a convention really? of any kind. Like, I'm not, I'm just not a convention guy. But I went to Lebowski Fest. And what was the experience like? Was it too much? Uh, <laughs> good guess. <laughs> well, I go to conventions all the time. Yeah. I am like 100% geek guy. And every time I walk into a convention, at the same time, my brain goes, this is amazing. And why are you here? Like, do, you, do you have a hard time it, with it? Yeah, because it's just so much. Yeah. It's so intense. Yeah. You Because I think you, when you're obsessed with something... You want to share it with other people, but right. it's also private. Yeah. And that's what always weirds me out when I walk in. Like, I'm excited to share this, but at the same time, it's a shock to my system of like... Oh, interesting. Oh, you guys are all here, and you're going to have different opinions about Star Wars from me, and or Doctor Who, or whatever it is. Wow. And then it's like, oh yeah, I need to recalibrate my mind to both share... But in play nice at the same time, because it doesn't just exist in my head now. Now I'm walking around inside of it with a bunch of other people. That's really interesting. I never thought about it because it is a thing that you hold super close. Yeah. And so like when all of a sudden you're like, I want to talk about it. And you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I always just have panic attacks. Like at Comic-Con, like... <laughs> just I, too many people? I, like, walk in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so many people, and so... And I'm not a comic book guy, and I don't like superhero-y things. Okay. So, like, I walk around that place, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know who this guy is dressed as. That guy's got a sword. Yeah. That can't be, right? But, so, I'm like, I just don't know what's going on. Um, Lebowski Fesser was right at home. Yeah, you knew exactly all the characters, all That's the right. lines, I like, right? know this guy, I know what he's dressed as. Like, uh, the... Can I tell you my favorite experience from Lebowski Absolutely, Fesser? please do. So the movie is based on it's Jeff Bridges' character is the dude, right? Like yeah. he's this, he's just like this kind of stonery, like burnout guy from the west side of LA. That's the that's the character, and he's based on a guy named Jeff Dowd, who's a real guy, 
and Jeff Dowd is one of the only people that comes to every Lebowski Fest event. Really? Yeah, it is the one place in the world where he is the star. Right, right, of course. So it's this weird thing where, like, you see him anywhere else and no one knows who this guy is. <laughs> and then he steps in there and people can't wait to meet him. And it, you can tell he is very taken with it. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Has he done the kind of thing that, like, there's hardcore convention attendees like uh, Mark Hamill or some of the people right. who play the doctor or, like, Shatner who, like, they know how to work the crowd. They know how – they know which anecdote they're going to tell. And it's, like, it's still charming and personable, but – They've done it a million times, and they know exactly how they're going to do it. Is he like that? Uh, no. I, I, like, he's... Because he's not a performer. He's just a guy a thing is based on. So it <laughs> that just, makes perfect sense for the dude. It's so incredible. It's exactly what you... Like, imagine Jeff Bridges' character being like, like, hey, you're famous now in this one instance. He'd be like, uh, okay, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> except for, like, he... It drives him, like, he doesn't... like. For instance, we were at a bowling alley for the second half of the Bowski Fest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, I saw him hop up on a table and, like, dance on a table and people around him cheering. Right. Like he's just like, you guys might like this. In this instance, this wor- this is the one place in the world where I can do this and everyone's on board. If yeah. I do it anywhere else, I'm like, get down from there. Yeah. What do you think he could possibly do that people wouldn't be like, yep, that's awesome that you're doing that? It, get, it gets close to that all the time. Okay. Like, you're, you're on board, but you're also like, this guy knows this is his only chance. To, yeah. It's really weird. To feel love. Yeah. That, well, that, that, that was a harsh judgment. To feel no. a large group of people's love. Yeah, like a fame <laughs> love. It, yeah. Uh, but my, my favorite moment was, <clears throat> we were in the bar, and uh, everyone's just kind of drinking, and um, Sky orders like a Heineken or something cheap. And yeah. And he's drinking beer, and Jeff Dowd walks over to him and goes... Uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, if you uh, had me to your house and you were like, hey, man, we're drinking Heinekens, I'd be like, awesome, let's have a Heineken, you know, and I'd join you on it. And he's like, yeah. but tonight you're in my house. We're drinking White Russians. <laughs> like, kind of gave him a little talking to about really? Yes. Yeah. And that, that's amazing when you love something like the Big Lebowski, which is designed to be a mess. Yep. Designed to be whatever, man. Yep. And then get pedantic and have rules. Correct. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was fantastic. It was like, it was one of the moments where you're like, yep, there he is. Yep. Okay. And uh, did everybody go along with it and just have their white Russians? I think so. I think yeah. in that situation, like if you are, if you are talked to about it, like you're like, I guess, I guess I have to step <laughs> the it up. The inspiration of the dude says I must have a white Russian. <laughs> I must follow the rules. Yeah. Uh, so when I emailed you about coming and doing the podcast, uh, you said, well, I'm not sure what my obsession is, but I guess <laughs> I have a big Lebowski tattoo. So maybe that. That's right. So uh, I'm not seeing it, but oh, yeah. as I look at your head and arms, where, where, and what, and I had a season of my life <laughs> where <laughs> I I had this vision that I was going to be tattooed like a lot of tattoos. Like, okay. I just kind of figured like because I really like tattoos and I have a few, but I was like it got to the point where. I mean, I don't have that many, but it got to a point in my mind where I was like, I'm just going to have a bunch of dumb shit everywhere because <laughs> right. I like that and yeah. I don't care. And it'll take the sting away from any bad choices. You don't like that tattoo? Well, look at my back. <laughs> have a look Here's at this another one. one. Yeah. Like all, they're all bad choices. Yeah. Like it's fine. No one cares. Like these mean something to me and no one else likes them and yeah. that's fine with me. And so, and then it, it like stopped like almost immediately. Like I'm trying to do commercial acting <laughs> where I'm going to be a guy's dad. Right. And thing. And we're like, <laughs> you can't have like a dumb tattoo on you. So uh, I don't have Fred Flintstone <laughs> on your forehead. Cool. 
Okay. Cool, regular dad. <laughs> We're not going to, you're not going to book this Home Depot gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I do have one on my leg down okay. here. I have a white Russian and it says there's a beverage here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, dude, that, that was like. It, uh, I spur of the moment, like my friend was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do some tattoos at my friend's house." I was like, "I'll come get one." Oh, really? Hmm? He's just a, a tattoo for free. Like, let me practice on you. He, my good friend, was learning how to tattoo, and this guy was his mentor and was tattooing on me to kind of show him. Oh, so okay. I got a really good tattoo artist. Yeah, to do one for free and at, at somebody's house. Like, I don't have a tattoo. I think I want to get one soon. Yeah, but yeah, going to a oh, you parlor. Don't have one? I don't have one. It seems like your speed. I'm I'm actually surprised. I, well, yeah, I've had some I've had some bumps in the road with my tattoo getting. Okay. Uh, when I turned uh, a certain age, uh, I was like, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a tattoo, and uh, I was doing a show with my brother at the time in Minneapolis. We had like a late night comedy show that was kind of like a wild show, and we would uh, take suggestions for things. And I told him like, I want to get a tattoo. Uh, let's take suggestions from the audience of what it could be. And then he was like, fine, but we have to take whatever suggestion we can get. And like, no, I'm not going quite that far. But then we did get suggestions we liked, which is like, fine, we'll do it. And then we tried to hire a friend of ours to tattoo us during a show. And he's like, no, man, that's just filthy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I got uh, an infection in one that I got in my garage once. Oh, yeah, yeah. The old <laughs> garage tattoo infection. Surprising, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'd think my garage was clean as a whistle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so, it's so, uh, that the first one you get, you're doing a lot of like, it needs to matter to me. Right. Um, it needs to, I wanted to like approve this thing to make it perfect because it's on me forever. And it's like, as soon as you are tattooed, it's, there's like a, there's a thing you realize that is you are either tattooed or not. Yeah. Like interesting. The detail of what it is. Like if you see a guy with full sleeves across the street. What does he have on there? How many times have you ever seen what it is? Yeah. It's just tattoos. I assume it's fire it, from a distance. It's likely fire <laughs> or a skull of some sort. Yeah. Um, but I realize like it doesn't like no one looks at your tattoos and goes like that guy has a, a fire truck that's chasing a skeleton. Yeah. Like, it's just like that guy has a tattoo. Yeah. And so you quickly for some re for some reason as soon as you're tattooed you just don't you don't care. Yeah. Like you like whatever is fine. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I think I'm gonna do it in the next year. <clears throat> what do you do? You have like so will you do something like uh, like specific to what you love like like a Doctor Who or a Star Wars move? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna probably be one of those things. I could it be both? Uh, <laughs> No, that's too, that's too crazy. That's too crazy. I'm not big on mashups. Mashups get on my nerves. <laughs> so I'm not going to mash up on my body. <laughs> I'm very pedantic. I'm very, uh, I'm very particular. And like symbolism means something to me. Like even yeah. with like the geek t-shirts I have, I don't like busy ones. I want one with a solid central design that means something. So this, this is probably revealing about why I haven't got a tattoo yet. I love this so much. That's such like a specific point of view on that. It really is. And it's one of those things I've just, I haven't questioned or analyzed too much. I just know that about myself. Yeah. Of like, I don't want a big messy collection. I want like three unified things that make sense, you know? So do you have a lot of geeky nerdy shirts or no, no, no I have about five. And they're all black with one central significant image 
in the center. So you heard that, podcast <laughs> listeners. If you are looking to sell a shirt, at oh, least one. Some of my fans, when I go to conventions, know, because I've been to a couple of conventions where they're like, oh, there are four or five days, and every day, every show is a new geek t-shirt that's black with a central thing, and people are like, how many of those do you have? <laughs> I have the five. Five, and that's about it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, which ones are they? What do you have? Uh, I have just the Star Wars Rebel symbol. Yep. Uh, I have the Superman logo. Uh-huh. I have a Batman logo. And I have a Legend of Zelda with the Hyrule crest. Just bam. Just need <laughs> central bam. I love logo. Like, you're like, I don't need to say anything about it. I like this. Yeah, well, because if you get into the narrative, and then we'll get back to your actual No, no, session. it doesn't matter. I love that. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, it's your podcast. I guess it doesn't matter. It's up to you. But I, <laughs> I do like hearing about it. Uh, it the, all of those images mean something within the world of the thing. Right. So, I, you know, a lot of t-shirts are like sort of the meta joke to fans. And sometimes yes. I like that. that oh, you're on board with that? I like seeing other people's. I don't want to wear them. But I like that it's not just a symbol. It's a symbol that means something in the world of the thing that I like, Mm -hmm. and therefore it can translate to the real world. I see. Like, Superman's crest means something. The Hyrule crest means something. I guess they're all all symbols. They're all icons. Yeah, it elicits anyone's interpretation of that thing. Like, you're just going, like, I'm on board with this world of this thing. Yeah. So, like, if you had a big Lebowski shirt... Which you, you would not. Oh, no. I, I like Big Lebowski. If I can had, do it. If you had a Big Lebowski shirt, it would probably just be the logo of the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Or, or like just a white Russian just right in the middle. Fair enough. That, that like my tattoo. captures something. Or you should get that tattoo. <laughs> get your tattoo as a shirt. Can I just take a photo and I'll get one of those photo t-shirts? Have a snap. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one of those the big stars that are in the bowling alley and then used in his dream sequences, too. Because that's yeah. like, like iconography. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm one of them iconography nerds you hear you so much designer? about. Uh, yeah, I'm a visual artist, or like I have been. That, that was my degree, and I do some amount of graphic design. Okay, that's so. what, that makes sense. That all adds up to me. But I, it's also because I like all of this weird, uh, geeky science fiction. It's not weird anymore. It's everywhere. Uh, but it can be just such... All of these stories can be such big, straw, sprawling, kind of weird, dumb messes. Like, yeah. I love Star Wars, but it is... Uh, a space movie where people run around with laser swords. But then when you get into the symbols, that starts to capture what is powerful and true about it and what is right. mythic and gets to uh, gets to humans at a deeper level. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. I So, like, uh, a Lebowski situation, for instance, everyone is going to... And this might be a star, if you had a Star Wars convention. Everyone is dressing as the most... Not everyone, but a lot of people are dressing as the hardest thing to figure out what you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to... Yeah, it's uh, the hardest thing to figure out what you are or somebody in a robe, which is the same for both Star Wars and yeah, Lebowski. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly... Yeah, you are either the dude, Walter, or a lamp yeah. from, uh, from X scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are like, Bunny's alleged toe. <laughs> I've seen it. I bet you have. I uh, dressed up as uh, as the dude's uh, Ralph's club card. You did it? For, uh, for, uh, for the Lebowski pass? Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I just essentially wore the club card around my neck. It was not that good of a costume. And then I went with some friends. Also, we dressed up as... Um, remember when he's looking through records uh, yeah. and he sees that record? Um, it's Again, it's been a while. I shouldn't know the name of this band. Um, that Flea is in. Oh, yeah. The, the band. Yeah, and I can't remember. They're like wearing red shirts and black ties and we dressed as that band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about something like Big Lebowski is it's just one relatively short film. So unlike a lot of other conventions, you have to dig into right. like every frame of the film. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, like that's as geeky as I've ever gotten on a thing, I think. Yeah. 
um, so here's the thing, right? Like, um, in my world, like I grew up in music, like punk rock, hardcore stuff, which is its own geek world. Like if you go to a hardcore show, everyone is wearing a shirt and the game is wear the shirt of the most, the band that we probably have not heard of. Why are you the coolest one? What have you listened to that we haven't heard? Um, and so it's the same thing. Yeah. It really is. It's record collecting. It's knowing facts about this band and ex-members of that thing. Yeah. It's literally, it's really the same thing, but it does not have the same stigma for some reason. But no, it, well, because I think in general, and I don't know if this is true of Lebowski Fest, in general, I think people at sort of geeky conventions want other people to... They want to share it, ultimately. Mm-hmm. They want people to go, like, I can't understand why you're dressed up as a toe. Like, well, great, I'll tell you. Whereas I feel like... <laughs> I've been waiting for this all night. The stereotype of the punk scene is like, whatever, I guess you're not cool enough to know. Yeah, maybe like that's that. Yeah, and I could be wrong. That's a stereotype. So perhaps if we could get, like, Star Wars nerds to get on board, to be like, look, just you're better than everyone. Take that point of view. <laughs> like, oh, you don't get it? You know, the Death Star? That's fine. Yeah. Whatever you're into is fine. But you'll always get something explained to you, even if you don't ask. <laughs> Anytime you want. <laughs> I love I love Star Wars a lot, like everyone my generation. Yeah. You know? But I I've never been to a convention and I I do not know the details that a lot of people know. Yeah. It, there are a lot of details to know at this point, and, and I know a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> so I want to ask you some other Big Lebowski questions. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever want a Sam Elliott or the Stranger type character to narrate your life? Uh, I I was looking into paying someone to do that. Are you asking? <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you like to do it? Is oh, that what you're sure. saying? Well, no. I mean, I'm always looking for work. <laughs> it's LA. Uh, this is my buddy. He narrates my life. <laughs> I'm sure. Dude your, walked into a room. Your partner would like that. <laughs> well, that Todd just washed up for bed. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe gonna watch something on the iPad. <laughs> maybe just drift right off. One of my favorite things to do to my wife uh, is when she walks in a room, if she's not, like, obviously she's not always talking to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> She'll walk in a room and just kind of walk over somewhere, and I like to uh, narrate her inner monologue out loud. Oh, wow. She she doesn't care for it, uh, <laughs> but it's one of my favorite things to just go like, <laughs> she walks in and be like, now where did I set that thing? Is it over here? It's Try it on a friend of yours sometime. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah, that's great. Try uh, it on your wife. The, the game I play with my wife is, can I show you what your face looked like? Which she's also not a huge fan of. <laughs> She has come to accept it. Wait, how does the game? You just like you just reenact whatever she's doing. Yeah, because uh, I am hypersensitive. It's my my own baggage. I'm hypersensitive to how she is doing. Yes. Uh, so when a a negative emotion or a weird emotion passes across her face, I want to share with her why I'm concerned. <laughs> So it's evolved into... Uh, so you're probably a great actor because you've been, like, <laughs> fine-tuning these, like, tiny motions. Like, I, you're, yeah. You're doing, like, one of these, like, just a small... Like, yeah. you, you have to, like, give her very small... Yeah, it's yeah. a good it's a good acting exercise. <laughs> yeah. part of it. She's embraced it at this point, and will, every once in a while, do it back to me. <laughs> I do that to my wife. She also... Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't done it like that specifically, but I will sometimes laugh at her. She'll just be sitting there, and I'll just be <laughs> laughing at her for no reason. She's like, what? And then I have to go, like, you do this thing. She's it's really funny. It. Trust me. We get, what people love is when you call out things they do, show it to them, and put them in a box <laughs> and this is the thing you want to do. Yeah. You're going to find people are on board for it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it only creates love. <laughs> uh, but would you ever want... That would you want? So you do it to your wife. Would you want someone else to do it to you? I feel like definitely. Like I would like if I had a documentary made of my life. I think I should have that kind of a character just talk yeah. about my life. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. Do you want? Would you want to be mythologized like that? Oh, good question. 
Um, it, like the dude is, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I think I would. <laughs> I think if anybody was going to watch it, they would have to mythologize. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I felt a little bit like that in a good way when we met on the cruise because everybody else that I knew knew you, and even in the script, it was that, like Todd Cooper's <laughs> going to move that curtain, and it almost had a Big Lebowski like sort of. Yeah, I guess, I, I, yeah. It might not look very important, but it's epic. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, the curtain, like, without moving it, no one can see the show. I'm the biggest, <laughs> as I was saying, I'm the biggest character on that stage. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah right. it's literally true. And yeah, unless, unless you want to come to the live show and listen to it like a podcast, <laughs> I got to be there to do it. I, I remind um, all the actors all the time. That's good. How that's important good. I am. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you were talking earlier about the movie's plot being all over the map. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the really Raymond Chandler inspired that that's the way his plots moved. Um and it also moves through sort of like a, a different social strata, which Chandler's yep. novels do. Given all that, do you feel like it is at all an accurate representation of Los Angeles? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good question. I think it's, I actually think it's a really good representation of a very specific part of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. Uh, that West Side guy. Uh, yeah. My friend who lived on the West Side at the time when we were watching it all the time in 2005 yeah. said that there is like there's a thing where you don't go past X street. I can't remember what street it is, but like there's a street that like, if you're past there, you're just not in, in on the West side anymore. Yeah. And it's like, you stay in that area. Like people would go to a certain Ralph's and not to another one, even though it was further away because oh, right. it was West of that street. Okay. It's like this weird, like, just like, I'm um, in this, like, and there are an inordinate amount of like people who have made livings maybe not great livings, but made livings doing off the wall things and survive. And then they get older and are weird. Yeah. And they're just never, there. Yeah. Here we are. And they're not, they've never really had like a normal type job. So they're just like weirdos in, in a world. Yeah. Right? There are more weirder, weirdos in LA than anywhere. I think so. And they're just, a, it's such a weird, I, I, somebody shared the quote of me of like Los Angeles isn't a city. It's a bunch of small towns smashed together. Yeah. And I, I was shocked when I came here how many of the big stereotypes of LA are just Venice, the West side, the whole, the surfing culture, the whatever man, the, there's just, there's always some ridiculously attractive men and women rollerblading by or Beverly Hills, which I have no, I have no world, uh, like understanding of that world. I have no knowledge. I was there last, a couple weeks ago. I happened to be there (laughs) and my wife and I went to lunch in this place and we're like, where the hell are we? It did not, it, did, it wasn't normal. It was like the weirdest. It's so strange over there. Yeah. It's just not my experience. But I think, yeah, and it, it ends up being an essential part of the big Lebowski because he does, he lives in this specific world. His right. Bowling alley's not far from his path. Yep. His buddies live there. And then he gets, his adventure pulls him into Beverly Hills and the Valley and yeah, all these right. different parts of LA. Which he's always bummed about going to. Yeah. Like if he was, if go to the Valley, he's like not excited about that. You know? <laughs> he needs a drink for that. Yeah. Uh, if you could have a nickname like the dude, <laughs> what, what would you want it to be? I think something peppy like buddy. Hell, <laughs> buddy. Here's my pal, buddy. <laughs> that fits you. Yeah. yeah. He's just a, like, I'm always around. I'm just a good sidekick. Yeah. Just buddy ended up. <laughs> That's great. I'm not the main guy. I'm just the buddy of the main guy. I'm, I'm America's plus one. That's my Twitter. America's <laughs> plus one. <laughs> well, that'd be great for a movie. Yeah. 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 Nobody, nobody ever looks at the sidekick. No one cares about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's and how Big I Lebowski like. is a movie of sidekicks. That's yeah. 
really is. It really is. Like, nobody should be followed in that movie. No. Except for weird things happen to these weird yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, does the idea of a room, a rug that ties the room together, does that have, like, depth for you? Uh, I I want to know why you're asking because I feel like it means something to you. And I I, just to me, like, going back to my tattoo and iconography <laughs> obsession, I feel like, you know, Big Lebowski is a movie of, of quotes. That's how it lives. I think that's how it got cult status because around 2005, people would start to say the yep. quotes and then people yeah. would be like, what's that from? The Big Lebowski. Like, do you mean the Coen Brothers movie that bombed? Like, okay. Since these, these quotes are becoming part of just cultural... Yeah. Uh, our society we need to go that's why i rewatched it i think you're right I, that's totally true that is kind of how it spread yeah it's like, like yeah it's the virus of the big lebowski it's not just like you know it's a good movie it's the quotes and you know it really holds the room together yeah is the quote that my boss told me like seven times in 2005 like what is that from again it's like the big lebowski you idiot here's my copy go watch it again yeah uh, so I think there's a, a power to that line. Like people clearly run with it and it's funny, Yeah. but I don't think people, it's only funny in the context of what's happening yeah. in the movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's so weird when people say it in the world, like finding reasons to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but like you, like I meant to the point where like, uh, I know if I say the word rug, and I'm around at least three people. Someone is going to make that joke. It really ties the room together, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is it kind of ties back into what we were just talking about about Los Angeles. That it, I feel like that serves the purpose of the thing, like the feng shui, like how things look, um, in a cool way, like in an artsy kind of artistic way. Like everyone's kind of got their own thing. Like how your apartment looks matters, like right. to you, not to because you're proving anything to anyone, but like. Everyone's kind of got a little bit of artistic flair in this town. Yeah. And I love that dude has it. Like, he's just a burnout stoner guy. Yeah, but his he place cared. isn't nice. No, but he has thought about that rug. He got yeah. it somewhere, and it's on the floor for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's I feel in that like specific place. Yeah. We all have those friends, like, like around here especially, we're like, that's a choice. Like, it's not just a thing that exists. That's a choice you make. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I forgot until we were talking about it that around the same time, around 2005, uh, I had gotten out of a long-term relationship, and uh, the person who, who had been my fiancé was like, nope, bye, and I had to move into my own place around 2005, and I did have a rug that wow. held the room together, and I didn't, I wasn't a big big Lebowski fan at that time, so like when that line came up, it it had some resonance, because like, thank you, big holy Lebowski. shit, this rug does hold my little bachelor pad together. <laughs> It matters. Like yeah. it, it's like a subtle weird thing that yeah. I like that when that's gone, everything's disrupted in his world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the flow is gone. So do, yeah. you, do you have stuff like that in your house? That's a good question. Uh, I have. Um, so my wife and I are constantly bugged by it. So so I am a. Uh, I'm like you are a lot. Where like. It shit matters to me. Yeah. Like what my dishes look like make a difference to me. Like I don't want some dumb dishes. Like <laughs> like I don't want and I, like Sarah grew up going like like I just have a some of these some of those like no 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 we have the same they match because it looks nice and it matters to me. Um, and so everything is like that. But then there's also this mix of like we've been married like seven years and we still have stuff from like 
Craigslist, like okay. mostly in our house. Like this table that should not be in our house anymore is still there. Yeah. So it's like we're not settled yet. And so we have a lot of thrown together Ikea things. Okay. So you haven't found that rug. No, yet. not not a rug really. No, we don't really have <laughs> stuff like that yet. Except for dishes. <laughs> I care about it. The dishes really hold the kitchen together. That, like like when we, when we like went to look at silverware, and Sarah's like this too, like it matters. Like, let's look at, let's hold everything. Yeah. Let's think about it. It makes a difference. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So if you could sit down and have a white Russian with the dude, mm. what would you want to talk to him about? Uh, the character? Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I'd want to know, like, where he grew up. Like, what? why is he the way he is? Kind like, of. yeah, you want his prequel story. Yeah. Bit. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I... They don't dig in. It's just you start at a point in time when he's in a grocery store buying half and half, and it ends uh, at the end when when it's just kind of all wrapped up. Yeah. But you get a sense that nothing is changing after. No. Like, he is that dude through and through. Like So what solidified yeah. that guy? Yeah, I, you certainly get the sense that he doesn't change after. Right. And not much is going to change him. But I hadn't thought really about how he got there. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier about people, like, coming to... LA and particularly the West side with like, yeah, I make peanut butter sculptures. And for a while I make a living doing that on the beach of Venice and people buy my peanut butter sculptures, yep. but now I just smoke pot. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was working and now the weed is the only thing that's stuck. Yeah. Like but it's really, so you would ask him like, what happened, man? Yeah. Like, what, what, what did your passion used to be? Where did you, yeah. Where'd you grow up? What did you do? Yeah. Like, I know he's like barely making a living, but. He did something for a while. Right. Because he does have income somewhere. And he's in Los Angeles. That's the other thing. Like, why does somebody end up in Los Angeles? Yeah. You know, like, if you're in Los Angeles, there's a little bit in your mind. I feel like most people have a little bit in their mind of, like, I'm going to do something creative or something acty or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, what what do you think... What do you think his thing would have been? Okay. Here's, here's my guess. <laughs> I think he's a Harrison Ford type guy, or I think he probably nice. built sets for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, he, I, feel, I feel like he wore a tool belt and, like, kind of, <laughs> like, just, like, was like, yeah, man, uh, build this set, and if I get booked on a thing, that's cool, man. <laughs> like, I feel like that, maybe, like, that's how he rolled, but it never happened, yeah. so he just built sets. That is, that's a great impression. I do a, a good, g- a great Lebowski impression. You do a great, uh, <laughs> have you done that at competitions? <laughs> I, I've, I'm thinking that I have not seen one, but I'm sure there was one. I mean, there look like competitions, look like right? Com- at at the Bowski Fest, there was this dude that I swear to God he walked in, and everyone was like, "Jeff Bridges is here in." Concert. Oh, really? I've never seen anything like it. This yeah. guy looked exactly like him and yeah. had the same vibe. Oh wow! It was bizarre. Yeah, I have a friend named Scott Glancy who makes uh, role playing games. Okay, he makes uh, Lovecraft based role playing games mostly, and he he nails Walter. He wins competitions as Walter really? all the time. Yeah, just same. Th- does he have the same vibe? Kind he of? has a very very similar just build and facial structure mm-hmm. to John Goodman, and then like he's the nicest guy you could ever meet in real life. But because he develops like role playing games about uh, killing horrible creatures. Man, he knows everything about guns, and he can scream with the best of them. So, like, yes, he's like built it. Like, yeah, he's is like, yeah, yeah, perfect. that, yeah, that god, that John Goodman character. That yeah, guy, it's so amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Do you know the theory that uh, that Donnie is not really there? <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever heard that. Uh, that um, the Donnie character is him, kind of dealing with his Vietnam shit. Oh, like maybe he knew Donnie. Maybe that's a Donnie-like a, character from his childhood, or like he's just like 
he's like a figment of his imagination. So like yeah. he's always telling him to shut up. He's like in the back of his head annoying him. Uh, but when when he dies at the end, um, when Donnie dies at the end, it's sort of like he puts that to rest a little bit. It's oh like, yeah, so yeah, so there is some growth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's some growth for him a little bit. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm, g- I'm going to ask you another Walter question in just a minute. Um, okay. But first, I wanted to ask you as a music guy: Do you hate the fucking Eagles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the worst. Like, let's say that you can, let's say that you, for some reason, you can get through a song of theirs. <laughs> what if you met the, like, you just hear those guys talking, you, not only are you supporting bad music, you're supporting the worst people. Yeah. Those guys are terrible to each other. Okay, yeah, so I didn't, Did I didn't you know that the backstory. No, no, I, it, what is it called? Like, the Eagles are dicks, or? I, I, I that's what I call it. <laughs> uh, don't not watch that. Like, okay. <laughs> I hate the Eagles and I was like, I guess I'll watch this and you're watching it and there's like all this, it's like any documentary, but where like about a band where it's like, um, there's so much expectation about these guys are so great musically and they do have a thing when they get together. Like they have a unique thing that people like vocally and whatever, but they are just monsters. They just hate each other, hate each other are the worst people. Like it's terrible. There's like, yeah, it's not cool. Awesome. Uh, there's a Jackson Brown song that the Eagles do, uh, Take It Easy, yeah. which is great. But that's a Jackson Brown song. Yeah. And Jackson Brown's great. Yeah, Take It Easy. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, Eagles. <laughs> uh, and a great segue. So I, I research all the topics I'm obsessed by reading about Wikipedia, and I hadn't realized that there is the actual religion of Dudism. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so I was reading about it. So it, it's it was founded, I think, in 2005. Again, like the, the, the Big Lebowski year. resurgence. Uh, and it is both like, hey, let's the wink nod. But people are really serious about it, too, that it is this sort of modern version of Taoism. Oh, that, wow. Uh, that the tenants are going with the flow, taking it easy. And uh, not getting obsessed about big, like, achievements in being better than other people, but just trying to enjoy the simple things of life, your buddies and bowling and white Russians. I feel like, I feel like people take inspiration from all kinds of weird shit, right? Yes. Like, like, um, people all the time have awakenings from like, I was in the grocery store and I saw this milk that was expired in the thing. And I thought, Hey man, like that's like my life. I'm around all these things that are good. And I feel like I'm too old for it, but like I'm still in the case. I got to play my part, man. Like you can like, you can make, you can have a, a vision about the world from anything you do. And I think people like want to be inspired by it, Yeah, which is fine. I'm not there. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure it's great to take it easy and all, but like, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine having a religion based on it. I think I do remember seeing a book about yeah. it, but it felt so tongue in cheek to me. Yeah, there's a book about it, but uh, you know, it's Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. But it said like, well, people are are relatively serious about it, and there's a part of me that's like, okay, I understand the perspective. It obviously sure. ages old of just like be calm, be in the moment, mm-hmm. and the dude certainly espouses those things. But they do him no good in the movie. Ever. Yeah. And like, he also, like, he fucking hates the Eagles. And he makes a thing of it. <laughs> it is like, it is like a, I guess he is satisfied, you know, like all the yeah. time. Like he, if he's, um, like in his little world where he's got like his rug or whatever. Right. Like he's like satisfied. And I think that maybe the idea of like somebody being satisfied with what they have is, is good. And not trying to achieve all the time. Like, I can see that being appealing. Yeah. Like, going like, okay, great. But there's some level of that that drives you forward as a person. Right. 
Like, be thankful for what you have. Great. But, like, also try to get, like, not get more stuff, but, like, move ahead with your life. Right. Move forward. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times moving forward is, like, is moving higher in our way of thinking of things. Ideally. But yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose that, yeah, that I can see that he does have that contentment. Usually, no matter what has happened to him, when he gets home to his apartment and he can just light one up. Yeah. And put some music on that he can let his troubles go. Yeah. So, I would be more for a religion of let it go after it's happened, but not <laughs> ignore it while it's yeah, happening. Maybe deal with your shit is a good. <laughs> uh, by the way, do you do you have a thing with the Big Lebowski? Maybe this is uh, also from two thousand five vibe. Um, people really wanted to like really love the weed references in that movie. Yeah, is that? Do you think it's an early movie where it's like marijuana is like glorified in a way? Or, like, such a heavy, like, like a player in the thing? Yeah, I think so. It's weird that we've, uh, you know, I think more attached to the white Russians That's in true. his sort of cocktail of controlling himself. But I do agree with you that it is probably, you know, there's a sort of whole Cheech and Chong thing in the 70s. Yeah, that's right. But maybe he, he did make it attractive by being somewhat honest about the kind of people who are always yeah. stoned. Or, and also, like, just that it's part of his world, but he's not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, like, there are so many things, like, the when the cops are in his apartment, and the guy is, like, stirring around the ashes with yeah. a little, like, one-hitter uh, pin, <laughs> yeah. pin yeah. thing he has. Like, I remember so many times, like, people who smoked were like, dude, that's a one-hitter. Like, like <laughs> so excited about it. Like, want to pull, call that stuff. And I was like, that is a neat detail, but, like, I don't care. About the weed, but like I do think that maybe people that it gave people that smoked a lot like something to connect to. Yeah, I maybe maybe similar with the dudism that it's sort of like, but hey man, there's a death to it that you don't know if, if you're not if you're not into it. Certainly, I think to me the funniest marijuana use ever because it fits his character so well. Yeah, and you get the sense that it accentuates those attributes, but that he would be the same person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's just that guy. Yeah. He's, it's yeah. like he's smoking himself. <laughs> I think that's what it is. That's funny to me. That scene he's taking he's, a hit off himself. <laughs> he's just turning more him. Yeah. That scene where he's like smoking in the car and like drops in his crotch or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, and the, just all the chaos. Drinking beer and smoking at the same time in the yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, and to me that's just that, that great comic contrast of all of these things are to be laid back and it doesn't matter and yet there is constant conflict because of yeah, them. Yeah, you hit a dumpster or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you roll with it. Yeah. Um, so you would not want to be a part of Dudism, the religion. I'm out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> Peace to you, brother, but not for me. Yeah. Yeah, do your thing. Uh, I, I feel like Dudism is a thing that, like, some atheist guy started as a bit and yeah. then some other atheists like, haha, this is our religion, like like uh, the flying spaghetti monster, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, we have, this is our thing. And then other somebody else was like, but seriously, it is a good idea. <laughs> like, I feel like that's how it work, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we should live this yeah. way, yeah? Uh, also, according to my Wikipedia research, there are two different spiders named after the movie. That can't be true. Uh, Which ones? Well, uh, I can't pronounce this, but I'll try. <laughs> Annalisimus Big Lebowski and Annalisimus Dude. Wow. Is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> to name a spider after. <laughs> I feel like it's a burn. It's yeah, a little bit it's of a burn. burn. <laughs> also, you can't just name it the Big Lebowski spider. <laughs> I know. Even after a carry, like, dude, I'm okay with. Yeah, 
the big Lebowski. Yeah, I was expecting like biggest Lebowski or something. Yeah, you know, all these Looney Tunes like yeah. that. Yeah, have fun with it. Like, <laughs> also, how many spiders are we finding now? I, I know that's the other terrifying part of it. That means like a lot more than I think. Yeah, I have a hard time just taking it easy when I know that like we're finding this many spiders. This is putting a real fucking <laughs> <laughs> issue with my dudism. Yeah, we can name two of them. Yeah, after oh. this movie, would you want a spider named after you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, I Absolutely do what what okay. look I am a monster. I, I want things named for me. <laughs> no, uh I do think the idea of having a thing from science named after you is cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a feather in your cap. Yeah. Uh, so this is my last bit of Wikipedia research. The movie has a really high fuck count, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh two hundred and sixty, according to Wikipedia. Is that too many or too few F-bombs in the movie? I will go on the record as saying, just right. <laughs> yeah. I love every one of them. Yeah. Um, it's, I heard, I think it was like the highest for a while by a lot. I, I think it probably was. And yeah. I, I think it's been beaten, but uh, it, it fits so well. Yeah. It, it doesn't even register to me as swearing because it's just so utterly not like yeah. the filmmakers saying like, here, it's just clearly the way these people would talk. The, the. The thing is, everyone does. Yeah. Like, everyone says the F word, like, a lot. Yeah. Not just dude. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, the actual big Lebowski so it says it. Yeah. Which is great, too. Like, everyone is on that page. Yeah, it's that thing that connects all of the social strata of yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's the fuck word. Yeah, the fuck word. <laughs> uh, so, this is the Walter thing I was going to get back to. Like, just for fun, could we experiment with letting your inner Walter out? <laughs> sure. I'm going to try to continue to interview you, okay. and I just want you to scream, shut the fuck up, Joseph, every <laughs> once in a while. Sold. All right. Uh, so, how many times do you think you've actually seen the film? Uh, oh, God. I mean, it's got to be at least 100. I mean, I've, I've watched it so many times. Okay. I mean, because it was just looping. Right. I mean, yeah. I probably at least saw Okay. Now I'm going to ask you again. Wait. Tell me to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) So how many times do you think you... Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That is so much fun. Uh, Do you want to do it to me? Yeah. I don't... Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do it to you because you're like a super likable guy, but I want to do it to... People. Do it I'm to an me. angry person. Uh, oh. I'm an angry person is my problem. <laughs> I'm a nice person with a lot of anger inside. Do you have a lot of rage? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at any item in my home I've said fuck you to it. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. This new tree? Absolutely. Oh, this, this is an old piece up. of shit Christmas tree. Yeah. It's Dude, falling apart. Is that like because you always read so warm to me. Oh, good. Like in person, I don't ever, I never sense that. It's yeah, this has been a weird development in my, in my life, in my personality. I, no, I have, I have plenty of anger issues and, and So I you're rage driven? Like you're, like you yeah, I, get, I get fuel? frustrated with things. Uh, and I feel like, I feel like most people do. And I don't know. I just feel like so, so many things in life just are difficult. Right. And yeah, you just things. like, Hey, I did what I was supposed to do and the fucking world won't meet me halfway. And I just... I feel that way about a lot of things. I have the exact same thing, which is like, uh, do we, do we, t- I went to Tokyo this year. Did we talk about this? No. Um, I think this will relate. Uh, in Tokyo, um, 
there are just some like social norms, right? Like right. that are like established rules of like when we're getting on the train, like let's all agree. The, we know where the doors are going to stop. Like the train's going to stop. Yeah. Let's just wait in a line. I was the first guy here. So therefore I'll be the first one on. Yeah. Because that's because we're people. Yeah. And everyone does it. And no yep. one jumps the line because we're all adults and we all saw that guy get there first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas here, like you'll do the thing, like people are constantly breaking social rules. Right. That, for the record that I am writing. <laughs> like I recognize it's me a lot of times. No, a lot of times it is. We have an agreed upon rule, but the rule of America is exceptionalism. Yes. And it's always like, well, of course I shouldn't pull out in front of you, but maybe I should, because maybe I am the one who is most important on this street. Yeah. It's, it's the, I don't know where it comes from with the, the drive is like this, like, uh, whatever. But, or my least favorite thing is people, uh, taking their, their time blocking traffic when they're driving. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just pull off to the side for a minute and go like, yeah, let's figure this out. And like, stopping traffic. Yeah. No sense of yeah. the world. There's a ton of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I get angry about a lot of things. Uh, but then I, I feel like it's important to try to be nice to other human beings. Yeah. So, I try to like leave the rage at home or express it in a, converse, a mutual conversation. Where like, hey, instead of throwing at people. So I get a lot of that lately, which is nice where people are like, oh, you're, you're, you almost weird me out because you're nice. And I feel like I'm not nice. Just the rest of the world just must be fucking assholes. <laughs> Wait, if you think I'm nice. Will you say something to somebody if they do something? Like, are you like, if somebody gets in front of you or you're walking, we'd be like, what's your problem? Will you say oh, anything? Uh, I, sw I swear people in, in my car, certainly. And I did uh, get really pissed when somebody just walked out in front of my car and they stopped and they just gave me a look of like, yeah, I know I did it. What are you going to do about it? Uh, so, you know, I stopped my car and as they were walking into my car, I'm not proud of this, but like I swerved near them, like nowhere near hitting them. But it was just that point of rage where I couldn't contain it because it was literally the you don't matter. Yeah. And I looked at you to let you know that I think. You don't matter. Yeah. Uh, and it was to a point where I couldn't contain it. Yeah. I swerved near the guy and went on my way. And it was really immediately like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Fucking got in his car, followed me. Oh. Flipped out. Whoa. Yeah. And then I realized that like, okay, if I am in those rage moments, it's not worth it. So. It's not worth it. You snap out of it right away at that point. Like then you're like. Yeah. Yes. yeah as soon as the guy followed me, I was like, oh, he's maybe going to try to. And he was not a physically imposing dude, and I am not a physically imposing dude, so it would have been a very short, ineffective fight, I'm sure, had it become a fight. But, like, he pulled up, he pulled into the other lane of traffic when I got to a stop sign and, like, rolled down his window and yelled at me. Uh, and I feel like I've talked to a couple of people in L.A. who've had that experience because yeah. the, the, the attitude of exceptionalism in traffic of I am more important than you yes. happens all the time. I, all the time, and I think more here for some reason. It's, Maybe it's just a big city thing. I don't know. Going back, it's a lot of dudes, too. Yeah. I have friends who are, like, the creative types or whatever, where you're in the car with them, and you're like, you're, you're, you're driving right now. Like, pay attention to that, yeah. too. Tell me your story, but you're driving. <laughs> like, um, like, I think there are a lot of people who just live in their own thing here. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of spacey, artsy people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's some of that. But I feel like a lot of people I've talked to have had that moment where they've snapped based on traffic and then there's been the repercussion where somebody snaps back and then you're suddenly like oh oh no i don't actually want to have fisticuffs that's oh, yeah. that's not my thing oh right people have guns here <laughs> yeah lots of them they're encouraged to have them yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, long story short yes i have some anger issues <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny i would yeah. not have expected that um so yeah so uh, I, i'll do just one 
Because that, that's not a good, uh, it's not a good tradition to start on my podcast where, come, come to my house and share your time. And then I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get one. Yeah, I just want to do one. Okay, yeah. uh, so let me see. Um, I remember you were asking me. What, 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 what did you ask me? I was asking you how many times you, you saw oh, the film. how many times do you think Shut you the fuck up, Todd! <laughs> good good Thank work. You. Thank you. How many times do you think you've seen Star Wars? I, I, I yeah, I, I can't tell you to shut up again. <laughs> but, oh, hundreds. Oh, more than a hundred. Oh, yeah. Hundreds, yeah. Really? Yes. For Each sure. movie? Uh, no, uh, probably Star Wars itself. I've seen hundreds of the original trilogy. I'm sure I've seen hundreds of times. The prequel trilogy, I've seen dozens of mm-hmm. times, which is still shocking to a lot of people. That is actually, yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. You think more than you think you've seen it more than like around thirty times, or you think just like twenty four? Uh, probably around thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what time when you watch it do you go? <laughs> uh, all right, this is cool. Like, what, what's the path when you watch it 30 times? Is the path like, this is awful. Well, there's some good things in it. No, this is awful. Well, I can find some redeeming value. I'm in the, I'm in the it's, it's, there are good things and there are bad things. Like, the bad things at this point I enjoy. Okay. And I, yeah, I, I, I talk about it a, a decent amount. I, I like, I can enjoy bad things. I have a high tolerance for oh, interesting. crappy things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I can fish through and go, I really like that part. Sure. That part's not good. But now I'm I know you know how it is with Big Lebowski. Once you, yeah, it does start to just be like these rhythms of sound and image, and you right. start to like like them and divorce them from that fresh perspective. That's true. Yeah, it will become it just means that's ah, weird. Yeah, like I can watch. I don't have to start Big Lebowski from the beginning. I'm down to come in whenever. Yeah, like it's fine. I'm like just down to have a section of it. Like yeah. it's all good to me. Like I. Oh. Yeah. It's just the artist flying across the ceiling. Awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are going to move on to the how obsessed are you questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's more frightening than yes. just screaming. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you think about the Big Lebowski every day? Uh, no. Um, no. No. Not anymore. Just d- back in the day, you saw it every day. Back in the day, I probably did every day. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, would you start a conversation with a random stranger about the Big Lebowski? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. you're, a fr- you're a very easygoing guy. I'm uh, down to have At it. least, you know, conversationally. Like, super easy to talk to. I normally ask people, would you get a tattoo? You're the first one who's like, no, I fucking got one. Yeah, I did it already. <laughs> Tell your other guests to shut up. <laughs> awesome. Would you read or write slash fiction about the Big Lebowski? <laughs> I'm a terrible reader. <laughs> I'm as bad of a writer, so I doubt it. That uh, would probably only make it better. <laughs> and then Walter puts his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say slash? Slash fiction, yeah. Is slash fiction specifically porn fiction? Yeah, slash fiction is these two characters should get it on, basically. Okay, I've never heard of that term. Oh, really? Before. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm the worst, Joseph. You know this. No, one. no, you're not worse. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I didn't know that. But now, yes, yeah, so now I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let me. Would, would you read or write a story about random characters from the Big Lebowski having sex? Characters who do not have sex in the film? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a fan of things that are in the canon or, or, or that aren't in the canon. Right, like, okay, so non-canonical I'm, Big Lebowski I'm, I'm sexes, you're out. I'm out. I can't, can't do it. Yeah, somebody else get, having an idea like, then the Big Lebowski, no, I don't want to hear you about it. You cannot abide. No, I, I, do, I do not abide. <laughs> Excellent. Would you watch a remake of the Big Lebowski made by Adam Sandler? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, you would. That's great. I lied. I just said the opposite. Like, yeah. I don't like things that are, yeah, yeah I would watch that. Just because... 
You be I'm passing. the Yaba dude. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> this is a great Adam Sandler impression. Yeah, very good. Adam uh, why? I guess. Uh, just to see, like, I know it's going to be terrible, and I'm going to enjoy it. Right. So you would enjoy the horror of it. Yeah, I want to see him do. I guess he's the dude. Oh, probably. Yeah, because he stars in his. Body tied to room together. <laughs> Like, I just, all the things, I want to see, I want to see what choices he made, because it means, like, I want to see what he thinks is funny about it. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and it would probably not be the same subtle ironic. Although, you see him in uh, Punch Drunk Love and stuff like that. He's great in it. Come on. He is great in it. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe if Adam Sandler started it and somebody else made it. uh, I'm sure there's going to be a Big Lebowski TV show. I'm sure after Fargo, there'll be a a TV show for Ah, every Coen Brothers film. What if there was? Yeah. Well, I, we, that's where we're heading with media, where there's just, it's never too much. There's never too much of anything. I, I just, like, no one can write their own, like, people don't want to watch it unless they know it already. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll swing out of it, but yeah. that's where we are right now. Um, you're married, but in theory, uh, would you break up with someone who didn't like The Big Lebowski? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, get, I have good friends who don't like it, and okay. I, I don't get it. <laughs> and like it makes me embarrassed. Yeah. Like I'm I'm quicker to assume I'm wrong. Right. That's how I roll. Okay. Uh, so I'm always like, what are I doing wrong? Because I like it. So if a bunch of people came to you and had like a big Lebowski intervention, was like, Todd, this movie isn't good. You should be ashamed of that tattoo. Would yeah. you? Would you? You would fight back, right? Uh, no. I, I, like, it, <laughs> I think it would only take one person, and I would feel shame. <laughs> like shame is like right on the edge for me all okay. the time. Like I'm ready to take that on. So if somebody's like, hey, it's not very good. I'd be like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'll fight a little bit, but then I'm like, I'm probably bad, but I do like it. Like I, I won't <laughs> stop liking it, but I will be quick to assume I'm wrong. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you would not break up with the person then because you would assume no. that they're they're helping you out. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't break up with them, but it would bother me. <laughs> I live with it, and That's I good would to know. I would just shame myself for it. Okay, so well, this is a perfect segue because we're talking about <laughs> fighting and shame. The next question is: Would you swear to none over the Big Lebowski? Wait, what? Would you swear to none? So, like, if a nun got up in your face and told you it was horrible, would you swear at her? <laughs> would you be like, "Shut the fuck up, sister"? I would. I would immediately be like, "Okay, first of all, you, a lot of things that I know I disagree with you on already. Like, <laughs> this is just one of many. Yeah. Like, we don't see eye to eye on the world. Right. You're just wrong about stuff." <laughs> I would say. Okay. So you wouldn't swear, but you just break it down in a I call. Would, yeah. I would be like, mm, I would like just cool it out. And then yeah. I would say like, here's what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, and we, we also kind of touched on this. Uh, we, we already answered this question too. This is amazing. I'm very uh, good. I'm very good at this podcast. W- yeah. You're killing this podcast. <laughs> would you cosplay as the dude at Comic-Con? <laughs> I didn't cosplay as him. You were. Because I, I was other things. You were other things. But would you, you, you go to, usually, you've gone to San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Uh, with Thrilling Adventure yeah. Buddies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you cosplay as the dude at Comic-Con? Um, so this goes back to my punk rock roots. Yeah. I can't be the dude. I can't be the main guy. Okay. It's so you somehow, always have to be this the side isn't guy. Isn't that stupid? No, no, no. What does that mean about me? It's like it's like too uh, being the main guy is too like it, it feels like I don't like it that much. It feels like I'm just barely am scratching the surface. So you feel like it's that's like the punk version of like going to a punk show and like I like the Beatles. Like that's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. So would like you, when I see a guy at Comic Con as dressed as Superman, I'm like, 
Superman? <laughs> so on the nose. Yeah. Like, we get it, you like comets. <laughs> there are other, like, that's been covered. Yeah. Show me someone I'm not familiar with. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so, if you had to, to cosplay, who would you pick then? Which side character would you be? Psych. Walter or Donnie or a nihilist or? Oh, man. I like I like the nihilist quite a bit. I feel like if I had to cosplay, it'd be hard to be Donnie, but he's one of my favorites. I'd like to be him, I think. Or Brant. Yeah. Uh, the the Big Lebowski's assistant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them would be hard to recognize. Right? Yeah. Donnie's just kind of got nondescript, like, just... He's just a weirdo. Just shirts and jeans, yeah, right? Shirts and like, jeans. And, and Brant also just wears suits. Uh, I guess I'd get, like, a tweed jacket or something. I'm trying to think, but he makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, man. Oh, it, yeah, it is killer. The best. Yeah, absolutely. I, Should not be so funny, that li- those lines, but he just owns it. I think it goes to, you know, the more I'm thinking about this movie, I, I feel like it, so much of it is about those differences in social mm-hmm. status and uh, culture. Totally. And I think, yeah, it's just so funny that he is in what is supposed to be proper society, so he tries to turn everything that's improper proper. into a fun joke. And yeah. He like, just kills it. He's like, just, he's like, he's uncomfortable with everything, so yeah. he just is like, I just, I'm going to get by. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see two people uh, cosplaying uh, Donnie and Walter and just walking oh, through yeah. Comic-Con just screaming. <laughs> Just having him shut up all the time. Yeah. Get the fuck out of the line, Donnie. <laughs> You're not getting into all age, Donnie. For fuck's sake. Uh, this is a really weird question uh, that I ask everybody. If you couldn't watch The Big Lebowski without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still watch The Big Lebowski? Came in my head. Who's getting the punch? <laughs> it, it does for most people. Yeah, like, uh, is it me or the other guy? Um, how hard? Well, it's like a, a, a light, swift? a light tap, like a oh. swift, a swift light tap. So. Is it one of the light taps where you like it's in the right spot, so it hurts real bad? Yeah, I think it would definitely be uh, what I call the the infamous male sensation where you have that moment of like, is that going to tingle or is that going to destroy my life for the next hour? Yeah, like, is that going to be horribly painful or just oh. a graze? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mm. I think I think I'm taking it because I don't want to make somebody else do it. But I also <laughs> uh, and, and, and is it every time I watch it? You said? Uh, let's see. You could barter for like uh, a punch a month. It's like Netflix. You pay once a month, and then you can watch as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I love this new dick punch service. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It's just physical. You yeah, know, what if you, there you, was you a can't company, stream the dick punch. I love this company that is not interested in your money. They yeah. want to see your suffering. <laughs> they just, yeah, I want that job. Yeah, you pay with your pain. I just yeah. want the job of like being the guy. Like I'm your, I'm your dick puncher. You watch it every one for uh, a month. Yeah. Who, who here is watching Big Lebowski for the month? Okay, well, well who's getting it? You or your buddy? <laughs> you or your buddy? Yeah. The person you care about? That's fine. <laughs> your choice. I'm <laughs> just here to take so you, the money. So you would take a monthly Big Lebowski punch? I think I'd take, uh, I'd take one for a while. I'd take one for a month and then I'd cancel my subscription for a little bit. Catch my breath. <laughs> and then when I was ready again, I'd be like, all right, let's take another one. Right. I'd it would make, make your time with Big Lebowski real yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just top up every now and right, again. Yeah. yeah. No more of this. Just watch it when it's on. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. It would, like, I would just... 
I know I paid the piper enough time to watch. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their <laughs> obsession. And for some people, it's real easy. Big Lebowski. Is, what's, what, what would be the noise? A noise that, that signifies, like, my obsession with it would be, like, um, oh, interesting. Uh, I guess it'd be, like, a, uh, oh, <laughs> this is your emotional processing yeah, yeah. of the it's, film? It's, I love it. I don't have to watch it. I want to watch it. <laughs> I do want it. I do love it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Uh, so we'll move on to the final question. But first, uh, is there anything that you want to plug where people can find you or stuff you're doing? Yeah, I'm uh, at Todd Cooper on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you guys, uh, I'm going to be at the Thrilling Adventure Hour on Friday, pulling curtain. Oh, nice. So come see that show and see my curtain work. It's going to be great. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I am in a band called Holy Fever, and we're putting out a record probably in January. Awesome. Like a full length, a 10 song. It's like a punk record. Uh, I sing in that band. It's the funnest. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, we are, we've got a music video that I made for it that I'm really excited to put out in the world, too. So look for that. Cool. In a few weeks, yeah. Awesome. In uh, the thrilling adventure is that it's this Friday. Yeah, recording? Largo. Are they doing a special episode? It's a Christmas thing. Oh, so cool. Doing two two shows on one day. Cool, cool. Uh, I don't know if the podcast will be out in time, but uh, people should listen to listen it when to they it. podcast it, right? And listen for those curtains. I was just going to say, a lot of times, you if you listen close, you can hear like a whoosh, 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 of the curtains opening and closing, and, <laughs> and that's so, you. Yeah, that's me. That's my handiwork. That's nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so these are our final questions. that don't have anything to do with your obsession, but can if you want if you could travel back in time and tell your childhood self one word what word would you say to young Todd Cooper oh gosh focus <laughs> <laughs> choose a thing yeah oh because you feel like you have experimented too much I understand yeah if I picked one thing and done it I would be good at something but instead I have done nothing much and I'm bad at everything that's great for somebody who's like Punk rock. So yeah, I guess so. That can't be the main character. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to experiment. That's great. Yeah. That's a great word. Uh, if someone made a statue of you after you died, what pose would you want for your statue? <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it's me, uh, like with my hands up, like, eh. <laughs> So it's like freeze frame at the end of a sitcom. Yeah. I did like, my best. I did it. I, get, I don't take it or leave it. This is what, this is what I lived here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Uh, and the final question, it's the same for everyone in every episode of the podcast. What is happiness? Um, happiness is doing what you feel like and feeling good about it. That is a great answer and a very dude answer. <laughs> uh, to, to end the podcast, can, can you say uh, the Todd Cooper abides? <laughs> the, the Todd Cooper abides. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.